0: Sonny, do the intro. Hey guys, it's <laughs> That was excellent. Hey everyone, it's me. And like I said, I'm back with a new episode. And before I get into it real quick, I mentioned in my previous episode, I'm rebranding. And that kind of means I'm not only changing my name, um, but I'm changing a few stipulations as well. Um, (laughs) One of those, I'm sure a lot of people will be a little upset because it means I won't be doing a review, but I'm no longer accepting reviews for people below the age of 16 years old. So if you do fill out a suspicious form, um, it is going to ask if you are 16 years or older. It's also gonna have a consent um, area to kind of make people more accountable to their work because one of the things that I was most annoyed by, I guess, (laughs) I know that's such a negative way to phrase it, but like it was annoying was when people would blame me for their work not being polished or edited, and them knowingly kind of being like, oh, well, it wasn't my best work, it's not my best chapter, that's not my problem. I know that sounds really bitchy, but it's not. I mean, you know, when I know not everyone's like myself, but when I post work, I post it to the polished, <laughs> work of what is in my ability to polish. So I have gone over it and over it and over it, and I have edited it to my understanding and comprehension of editing. And if it's not your best work, do not submit it for review. You know, if it is not your best work, it is your responsibility as an author to take accountability for that and kind of understand okay, it's not my best work. I can recognize that as a writer. And what do I need to work on instead of blaming the person you asked to review the work? So, <laughs> there is a consent thing now. I felt like that was very important, not only for you guys, but for myself as well. I think it's gonna relieve a lot of miscommunication. Um, so, if you are 16 years or older and you have submitted me a form, I do ask you to resubmit a form to me just so i do have that consent i do also have that you are 16 or older and please don't lie about your age like do not lie about your age just to get a review i'm doing this because i feel like 16 year olds and up have a better understanding and take more responsibility and when they hear something they don't like they they have more of a chance to not get upset about it and feel like they shouldn't write anymore um because i i think i've said this a million times in my podcast over time but my intention as a reviewer and as a podcaster and as a writer is not to ever deter someone from pursuing their passion. If writing is something you're passionate about, then you're going to want that criticism. And if you're not ready for it, that's okay, but you need to know that you're not ready for it and understand what goes into being a reviewer and that you're setting yourself up to be judged. That is what you're doing when you post work online, when you send it to an editor or a publisher. You are setting yourself up to be judged. So (laughs) I feel like 16 is the youngest age that actually comprehends that. And I'm not calling anyone stupid. I'm just saying people who are younger than 16 tend to be a little bit more sensitive. Um, And there's nothing wrong with being sensitive, but there is something wrong with blaming the reviewer. So now that I've said all that, we are going to jump into a book today. So let's get into it. be doing a story called the story of us the author did ask me to put up a little bit of a disclaimer um, that this is a smut novel (laughs) and she said it has a slow burn but it it does get very smutty throughout the story she also asked to just review the prologue because she did disclaim to me that the prologue is pretty long and the way that her chapters are set up are pretty long as well so i am absolutely going to do just her prologue today um, but her story is called The Story of Us, and it is written by Anna Wernick. This is a drama romance. It is currently ongoing with 19 chapters, has a five star rating, and the age rating itself is 18 and up. So, without further ado, let us read the summary. Also, I'm so sorry if you can hear me, like, kind of like scrolling on the laptop. I'm at work. That's all I got to work with. So, 26-year-old Rue would do anything for love. Anything. So when she's abandoned by Mr. Perfect, she uses a journal to revisit her dark past to find what about her makes the people she loves run for the hills. When an old flame reappears, the broken in woman with a history of mental illness jumps at the chance to escape her spiraling love life and dark impulses with two weeks of meaningless sex and fun. Too distracted by Valens, Fallens, Talons in bed and mesmerizing mesmerizing green eyes to notice there's something off about her old friend. As tensions build and the darkest parts of her begin to surface, Rue Medina soon learns some things are better left in the past. The present holds ugly secrets and letting go won't be as easy as she thought. And then it has a little thing afterwards saying... This is book one in a series following an unreliable narrator with a history of trauma and mental illness, while she slowly discovers what happens when you find out not only is your story not a romance, you're not even the main character. A perfect read for people looking for hurt slash comfort or 365 days of people of color. See author's note for TW slash CW and for the description. Um so she has a story description in her author's note. Um, It says when her husband Gage leaves without warning two days after her 26th birthday, Rue Medina uses the journal he gifted her to distract from the fact that her life is falling apart. While exploring her past in hopes of discovering what about her makes men run to the hills, Rue does her best in the present to keep her insecurities and old impulses at bay. When an old flame asks her to run away with him for two weeks, Rue decides she's in a deep need of a vacation, some meaningless sex with someone she can trust. As the trip goes on, the time... The at times oblivious and woman slowly discovers something very different about Fallon Lynch while trying her best to ignore her dark urges. Um, and there's a bunch of other stuff, she has her in- this inspiration section, um, the intended audience, and she does mention this is a mature story, and she doesn't mean mature for the age, she means just preferably 18 plus because the story is explicit and it doesn't shy away from anything, and I'm, I'm assuming that's including mental health issues and such. So, if you are going to read this story on your own, I do suggest you follow her guideline. Um, A lot of, you know, mental health issues and whatnot can be triggering to people, so if that's something that's triggering to you, I would ask you to tune out um, or just not read this story. Um, So, yes. Um, As far as the summary goes, though, I do like both the story description and the summary she has up here however I did prefer the story description over the summary just because I feel like the story description um it was more simplistic for me um and I feel like the first one had more drama to it and there's nothing wrong with either one but for me personally I prefer the story description it doesn't mean the author has to change it um that was just my preference <laughs> but aside from that I do think the summary hits all the marks it's tells the reader exactly what they're getting into. You know, it does mention mention mental illness and, you know, a dark past and her kind of having coping mechanisms, which does lead a reader to believe this is going to be a pretty dark story regarding mental illness. And it does leave things to be tantalized. You know, it, it's it's a very like mysterious aspect as well, which is definitely needed with, you know, mostly every single book you <laughs> go to read because there has to be a little bit of mystery. Um, so yeah, I think that it hit all the major points. It wasn't too short and not too long, and I'm very happy with it. (laughs) So with that said, let us move on to the prologue. All right, so this is my second go with the prologue because I'm dumb and I can't work this freaking laptop, and I kept on scrolling way too fast. All right. So on to the prologue. How many times I looked at a man and thought, him, that guy right there, he's the one. Two? No. Kellen. Fallon. Four. He was four, and I was wrong with each and every one before Gage Medina. The funny thing is, I hated him the first time I got to know him. Sure, we would float in and out of each other's lives, but he was just a familiar face. A really nice face with high cheekbones and smooth terracotta brown skin, but a stranger. And he called me a mutant because of my naturally red hair and extra teeth resting on my canines and incisors. And I thought, okay, fuck this guy. But I couldn't stop thinking about it in the literal sense, and he knew it. Even now, Gage isn't confident, he's gawky. He's been hailed as one of the greatest minds of our time since before he could even drive. A military magazine calls him the perfect specimen, standing at six foot five with a big boast about inhuman body fat percentage. Women would fall all over themselves for him, and honestly, I understood once I saw him naked. I fell in love too. What are you giggling about? Gage hums as he kisses my cheek. You're a comically large dick, but I'll die before I ever say that out loud. I you know you're awake. My gorgeous husband nuzzles my neck as I rest in our bed, just needing a moment longer. It is my birthday, after all. It's time to get up. His sultry voice vibrates through me as I breathe in his crisp scent. Mm, I complain, rolling away. I smile as he takes the opportunity to rub my ass, moving my deep brown curls from over my face to kiss my cheek. Happy birthday to you, Gage beautifully sings, reminding me there is truly nothing this man can't do. It's fucking annoying. I roll my eyes behind my closed lids before I get an idea to add a little spice to this morning. Have you ever cheated on me? My voice is soft from sleep. I feel Gage jolt away. What? he asked, the alarm in his voice making me snicker. Why would you ask that? I roll over to face the man my friends am- amply call mister Perfect, sitting at the edge of our bed. Some comfort in the disappointment I feel that he ignored my request to cut his hair. They'd returned from his last mission five months ago. After his transfer to a private sector in Albany, he keeps his hair somewhat neat, a trim once a month, a lineup every other week. But these sponge twists are not for him. I noticed he didn't answer the question. I at him and Gage looks as if he's about to throw up. I know my husband would never cheat on me, mainly because I am what he calls an irrational decision. The first thing I ever found out about Gage Medina was that he felt monogamy is unnatural. To him, there was a need for community, a need for sex, and what he called offspring. But the idea of being in love, the notion that of billions in the world you want one person, was insane to him. And after a petty argument on a drunk night, he drove four hours into the city from Ithaca to bang on my door at two in the morning. I asked him if he lost his mind, and he admitted he did, because despite billions of people in the world, despite what we said, he wanted me to himself. I'm just fucking with you. I giggle as he... I giggle as... I think he meant to say as I reach up. Um, or as I reached up. There's just a missing uh, word there. I giggle as I reached up and brushed brush his dark crop of coils with my freshly manicured nails i would put as i reached up and brushed his dark crop of coils with my freshly manicured nails so just um an ed and then an added as i reached you're you're too perfect medina break my, my heart a little make things interesting there's a wavering expression on his face before we were married i refused to believe in happily ever after jaded from one heartbreak after the next gage changed my mind things I hated about him slowly became the things I loved. He's blunt because he always tells the truth. He doesn't understand certain social constructs, but for me, he was finally willing to learn. He finds cheating to be irrational because he doesn't see the value of romantic relationships. Just me, and he wouldn't do anything to lose me. You're not funny. Gage reaches down and pulls me up into a hug. Oh, so not only are you a cheater, but you're a liar too. I hug him tight. Rue. Gage admonishes admonishes sorry guys <laughs> but this is too much fun i'm just saying i was at our wedding too and i remember someone in a blue uniform saying i knew she was the one because no one else can make me laugh i poorly mimic his deep voice well this is not funny gage corrects kissing my full lips who's joking i continue the world is filled with beautiful women you could be with a doctor a lawyer wasn't your ex a model i innocently recall as we kissed softly to have an ex, I would have to have had a from before you," Gage muses, squinting his dark, deep-set eyes as he looks off to the distance. I might recall seeing a woman who happened to model. I think. Yeah, I think some crazy bitch broke her nose. And just like that, the game is over. I've never told him, but I feel triggered by that word. I'm not crazy, just a little jealous sometimes. Rolling my eyes and I, and I grumble. The bitch deserved it. I attempt to pull away. Gage holds firm a big smile on his face as he tells me he loves me, only you, for nine days past eternity, before deepening his kiss. The taste of his lips calls my body to attention. We make love before we fuck, our natural balance crafted during the summer we realized we were made for each other. Gage doesn't enjoy inflicting pain, at least he didn't before I taught him how good it could feel. I need it to get off. I like it hard and fast. I would never say it out loud because everyone thinks they're a psychologist these days. But I love seeing marks on my golden brownish, on my golden brown skin, light pink scratches at my hips, his blazing red handprints on my ass and collarbone. I examine them in the bathroom mirror and cherish them as much as, as much as matching our matching, Auroboro tattoos behind my left ear. They are evidence of his worship and my devotion. Round two, icing on the cakes as Gage comes up behind me and kisses me gently. Gage Medina likes to make love. He likes to look me in the eyes while we grind slow, the warm water sloshing around us as I... The only part I'm getting confused about is I'm getting confused, is this a recollection or is this currently happening? Because it kind of seemed at first like a recollection, but then it kind of, as it goes on, for for me, um, seems like it's happening in the moment. So there's a little bit of a past tense Present tense word issue here because eds imply past tense, um, but there's not much for eding, eding. <laughs> Sorry. Anyways, back to this. So that's like my only like thing right now is I'm not really sure this is happening right now or in the past. Um, moving on. The warm water sloshing around us I wrap my legs around his waist and he reaches up to allow my hair to fall to the center of my back. He likes to take his time and kiss me delicately to tell me how much he loves me and deeply and deeply he enjoys making me come. As he talks me through my orgasm, I bite my lip and I think, God, I love this man. So yeah, like, that's like my only thing. This is There's a chapter break here, so that's why I'm re- going about that. So yeah, that's my only thing is that it does kind of confuse me a little bit. And if it is happening present tense, when did it get in the tub? So yes, moving forward. When are you going to cut this? I blast my blow dryer in his direction as Gage uses his hair sponge to obtain the perfect fuckboy curls. I'm not going to try to even speak this language. I'm... I want to say it's either Italian or Spanish, but I'm not sure. But she did put a translation, so it says, What do you have against my hair? He chuckles as I return the diffuser to my head. I don't have anything against his hair. If we were ten years younger, I would be writing in my diary how badly I wanted to play in it, but he's 27. A little too late to relive the years he gave to the corpse. It's not you, my love, I reply, standing on the tips of my toes to sandwich my critique with a kiss. I'm a little under a foot shorter than my husband, something he's always been tickled by as if he's not the freak in this pair. Gage straightens and leans away, informing me that people like his hair. People are not your wife, I say, a bit annoyed. He even mentioned it. I had my teeth pulled because Gage once said without them I would have the perfect smile. Gage refers long-haired brunettes. I dye my hair every three months and haven't had more than a trim in four years because the only opinion that matters is his. I expect the same energy. Call Joey and see if you can squeeze you in before our date. I can't. You can't or you won't, I turn slowly. I can't, he chuckles. You. He reaches out and pokes my nose, to set back our schedule. After I walk Luna, we have to get going. Going where, I smirk. It's a surprise. Okay, first off, fuck this guy, okay? If he can't accept you for who you are. He don't deserve you. Okay, ladies and men, if he, if they don't accept you for who you are, fuck him, leave him. You don't need him. That rhymes that I did not mean for it to. But I said what I said, and I meant what I meant. No, it's not. I hate surprises. I don't trust anyone who doesn't. Your mother is alive. Surprise. Your grandfather wants you to marry a man you have met once. Surprise. You're pregnant. Honestly, I've never had a good surprise. To so engage me in acting stranger than usual. I got curious. Um, so this... The other thing about the prologue is it does seem a little narrative, almost. Um, kind of like... And I'm not, like, saying this to, like, diss the author but it does seem like this is a recollection as its entirety like the girl is telling the story to someone else you know what I mean like you're talking to your girlfriend or something and they're like you know I didn't hate his hair but you know my opinion should matter because I've done A B C and D for him I expect the same return you know what I mean like that's how it kind of feels to me again I, I don't exactly like not like it but I am wondering if it's supposed to be, like, an entirely, like, narrated story. You know what I'm saying? Does that make sense? Um, and honestly, I'm kind of wondering if the author said something about that. I feel like she did. So if you did tell me about that, I am so sorry. (laughs) Um, moving on. He's taking me to Argosy, don't know if I pronounced that correctly, a six story bookstore in the heart of Manhattan. I love books. I've been collecting them since I was a teen, and this is the equivalent of taking a sugar junkie to the chocolate factory. Afterwards, we were having a private lunch at my favorite restaurant in the city. Then it's back to Athens with a surprise party he left to his sisters and our best friend Cadence to plan. I almost feel bad. They've all been doing their best to keep me from finding out, but there's not much that gets past me when I put my mind to it. Not telling you, Gage being deprived before stealing a kiss. I keep asking if only because it's what I normally do. Laying it on thick as we walk down the small turquoise porch in front of our lakeside home. Tell me, please. I beg on my way to Route 2. Gage's candy red dodge challenger. Um, I will say, uh... No, that should be fine. Never mind. I take it back. Wasn't it you that had told that told me we can't control everything? Gage chuckles. I was young and dumb. You are not getting it out of me, so just quit while you're right behind. He opens my door. How could I be sure I'm dressed for the occasion if I don't know where we're going? I pout. You look perfect, Rue. Gage nudges me inside. But what is perfect? Having all the required or desirable elements, qualities, or characteristics possible. Characteristics. I freaking muffled up that word. He makes his way to the side. But by who? Are you honestly? I'm just going to pause and say Rue reminds me a lot of myself. I'm that annoying. I'm just saying. I am that annoying. I reach over to open his door. Gage's incredulous smirk tells me that he is well aware that I'm laying it on thick. Oh well, he's the one who called me a brat last night. Oh, I'm sorry, asking too many questions? My eyes flutter with mock annoyance. You're beautiful, he laughs, taking my hand. You're captivating. He kisses it gently. You're, go ahead, I won't get mad, I giggle. You're the fucking pettiest human I've ever met. Gage laughs as he starts the car. I didn't mean anything by it, Rue. I'm just saying it being the night before your birthday isn't an excuse to not walk Luna. Who says I need an excuse? She's your dog. Where you go, she goes. Paige looks at me strangely, but I don't know why. He knows I'm joking. I love Luna. She's an extension of him and so a part of me. Just not the part that wants to deal with dog shit. So if I weren't here, where are you going? Just going. If I weren't here, you wouldn't want to have Luna? I'm confused by the question. I had a year full of adventures with Luna on his last mission. Guess he means something else? Like, if you're dead? Gage, you know I don't- No, he smiles. Not dead, just not here. Oh, I don't know. I guess not. I, Gage is stupid. I just don't want to clean poop. Noted. Good. I'm over the moon as I zip around the bookstore, gathering- Okay, hold on. Wait a minute. When did we get to the bookstore? Um... So, when I was doing, like, when I was reading this just now, I thought they were still in the car, kind of getting in the car, still having their debate. So, I'm a little, I feel like I felt a little jumpy. Um, so, I mean, my suggestion would either do another chapter break, or maybe just, as they're having the debate, describe maybe the city that they're driving through, um, or you know pulling up to the bookstore and her seeing it and how that feels for her you know she mentioned she's a book addict so she probably would feel excited and giddy and whatnot so um I would just kind of like work that in there somehow just because I feel like it would make that less jumpy um so with their chapter break and like honestly chapter breaks like it's not too soon for one um if you absolutely need it and you don't really know what else to put it because that's just filling at that point but i feel like it's filling that's needed because like at this point it's kind of like eating just the oreo cookie itself but missing the icing and the icing's the best part so that would be my suggestion for that part it's just kind of due with some filling um so we'll continue i'm over the moon as i zip around the bookstore gathering up as much as my arms can hold at every level gauge stands at a corner sneaking text to our families and friends the man was a special operative and can't even hide it while I dropped him into a basket by his feet. Rue, he calls, and for a moment I think he's going to tell me I'm going overboard. Ready and willing to explain why despite having four and wall bookshelves full of books lying in the main room, I need these for the bookshelf in our bedroom. Um So the Ready and Willing to her explain like why she needs all these books. Um, I would then add afterwards like did she turn to him expectantly or did she look at him with like you know maybe an impish grin or something you know what I mean like because I would just kind of because I feel like the ready and willing to explain why like, despite having four in one bookshelves full of books lying in the main room I need these for the bookshelf in our bedroom I turned to him with an impish grin Awaiting his response, or you know whatnot, because I feel like that is just an inner monologue moment, and so I feel like it needs something a little bit after to kind of make it more rounded. Um, also, I feel like you do need a little bit of a comma here. Um, so ready and willing to explain why, despite having four and wall bookshelves, so a book sign in the main room, I need these for the bookshelf in our bedroom. Ready and willing to explain, I think I don't think you need a comma actually, I think it's just a little wordy. Um, I think if you just, like, leave it at ready and willing to explain why despite having four-on-wall bookshelves full of books, comma, um, I turned to Gage with an impish grin, um, or something along those lines. So I feel like it's just a little too wordy. You kind of mentioned bookshelves and books, um, uh, and then bookshelf again in one sentence. So I feel like that just creates kind of, like, a little bit of a a marbled little effect when you read it aloud, and kind of makes you kind of like spin in a circle for a moment. So that would be my suggestion with that right there. Okay, hear me out. I walk over to see Gage with a black leather-bound book in his hands. What's that? A journal. He exchanges it for the pile in mine. I stare at the journal. Pile in what? He exchanges it for the pile in mine. Um. That's a little bit of a confusing sentence for me. I kind of get what you're saying, like he's exchanging the, like replacing the journal with the stack of books she just put down, but it doesn't exactly give that off like immediately. Like I kind of had to think about that for a second. Does that make sense? Um, so I would just find a way to kind of make that make more visual sense. Um, Cause there seems like, I, I would say this author has a lot of strong suits when it comes to dialogue, but a lot of the details feel a little bit jumbled sometimes. Um, so that's something that i do think is something needs to be worked on other than that like i am enjoying this so far but there is like a little bit of jumpiness and like sometimes the details can get a little jumbled but i mean for the most part you know it's rather good um moving on i stare at the journal it's thick the peel off sticker on the back boasts 1000 recycled cotton fiber pages within turning it over i read the uncredited william William Faulkner quote etched into the front. If a story is in you, it has to come out. So because that's a quote, I would put that in quotations. Um, and I would go into a little bit more detail about that instead of just being like, it's thick. Like what is thick? Is it the book itself thick? Is the leather thick? Um, you know, uh, I'm assuming that the book itself is thick. There's 1,000 recycled cotton fiber pages within, but, um, Maybe just go into a little bit more details. Heavy is it? Um, plain looking. Um, I actually don't even know. Is it leather? Did you say it was leather or did I? no? It is. Okay, cool. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so that's another thing I would I would try to um, just put a little more detail there. Um, and does she feel confused by him handing it to her? Like you know, just kind of put some more emotion into this. Like um, you know, the confusion that her husband's trying to get her to buy a journal versus all the books she really wants. Um, and why does he want her to buy it, you know? It's fucking huge, I remark. Attempting to pass it back when Gage pushes it to me. I would say I remarked as I attempted to pass it back to Gage, who pushes it back to me. Um, so that's what I would kind of make, to make that a little bit more. Because it does seem a little, like, uh, unfinished. Unfinished. I remark attempting to pass it back when Gage pushes it to me. I guess that makes sense. Because, like, attempting to pass it back when Gage pushes it to me, so I'm assuming he's already handed it to her, and that's how she knows it's so thick, and it's, you know, it's huge. Um, did he give it to her? Okay, so it's in his hands. Changing the pile. He exchanges it for the pile, in mine I start the journal... Take the peel-off sticker on the back. Bose One Thousand. Okay, no, that makes sense. I guess for me, like I kind of assumed he already handed it to her in my uh, in my like visual. I had it made for you, for me. I furrowed my brows, not having the faintest idea what I would do with an empty book. I haven't written in years—not since I dropped out to follow Gage to Europe. I don't have the time or the energy now. Between managing the jewelry boutique, his schedule, and taking care of home, the only time I have to myself is on Thursdays and Saturdays when I have drinks and attend my dance class with my friends. Thank you, but I don't even have time to read. Make time. We can add to your routine. Gage kisses the top of my head before heading to checkout. By lunch, I'm a little bummed. I thought since he helped with my birthday plans my brother was over over a fight on New Year's Eve. It has been six months, and we were halfway into the day before Ren texted me HBD. I would say texted me. The past tense, because she had already received the text. I guess it's better than nothing. Usually no matter... Oh, he only said her HBD. I don't know why my dumbass just realized that means happy birthday. I'm not good with... Acronyms. I guess it's better than nothing. Usually no matter where she is in the world, our sister ever calls me at midnight to scream my praises. This year, not even a whisper. Wait, I thought her brother was mad at her. So is Red mad at her too? Wait, where did, is Ever the one that, no. Okay, maybe both her siblings are mad at her, I don't know. I guess it's better than nothing. Usually, no matter where she is in the world, our sister ever calls me at midnight to scream my praises. This year, not even a whisper, pushing around my food as Gage looks unconcerned. Um, I'm a little confused. Um, this is also like a detail thing. Um, so are both of her siblings mad at her? Cause that's kind of what I'm getting off, but you just mentioned only the brother. So, maybe a little bit more detail on, like, all the siblings, perhaps, like, did all of them, all of them mad at her over this one New Year's Eve incident? Also, um, I would kind of add, maybe afterward, these thoughts consumed me as I pushed around my food, Gage looking on with concern. You know, like, kind of just, like, add, like, a little bit more detail, and it makes it more of a present tense thing, and it makes it... Very known that this is an inner monologue while she's eating. Does that make sense? I hope it does. I hope I'm not sounding bitchy or nitpicky. <laughs> Where are you? He breaks me from my thoughts. They didn't call. I mutter. Ever didn't even text. I know it's my fault. I shouldn't have set them up like that. I know how they feel, but we're family, aren't we? Yeah. Gage nods sympathetically. Look, your brother's a dick, but I'm sure they haven't messaged you. He's not a dick. I smile. You just hate that you are, you married into a family of people just as smart as you. My tone is playful, but it's true. I'm an average girl surrounded by genius. My half-sister Everly, a refreshment from my mother, brother, and husband, who- Wait. Never mind. Wait. Okay, no. What's the brother's name? The brother of Ren? Wren? Is that his name? Okay. I'm just going with it. My half-sister Eberly, a refreshment from my mother, brother, and husband, who all possess IQs and make Einstein seem like an idiot. All three are too egotistical to accept the very idea that anyone could be as brilliant as they are. There's no one as smart as me. He lowers his eyes. You can tell him I said it too. Have you checked your emails? Emails? I scoff. Who sends emails? Your sister? My first year in the corpse, all we did was exchange emails. He says that smell he gets whenever he talks about Ever. Oh boy. I am sensing some family drama involving the husband and the sister. I'm here for it. I'm here. OK. I'm not stupid. I know that there was a girl who it never seemed to be the right time for, and a guy that got away. I understand they were kids. I know what happened long before I knew I had a sister. I wouldn't be angry, but if they don't want to tell me, I won't force them. Looking away as I pretend not to notice. See, like, that seems... Okay, if you got rid of the looking away as I pretend not to notice, I would just trash that last sentence. Because the way you had it was perfection, and then you added that last sentence. Which made it seem, like kind of like rip me out and be like, wait a minute, what? Because it just doesn't seem like it belongs. Does that make sense? Like, kind of sounds like a little, like... You were like, Oh, I should have her pretend not to know. It's like an afterthought almost. So take that afterthought and put it in the trash. Afterthought? Trash. Most afterthoughts, in reality, are actually trash. Don't do it. Um don't pout. Jade reaches over the table to lift my chin. You don't have any other form of social media, brew. How's she gonna get in contact with you? That's his fault. I can't hold my tongue and my husband is a half black, half Latin. Did you meant Latina? Because it says Latinx. Latinx, Latinx, is that a thing? Hold on, Google's my best friend. It is a person of Latin American origin or descent used as a general neutral or non-binary alternative to Latino or Latina. Well, I learned something new today and hopefully you guys did too. So this is going to cut off right here. So I will be right back um, when I'm on the laptop it only lets me record for 30 minute increments which is doubt. So I will be right back, everybody. I can't hold my tongue. My husband is half black, half Latinx, Republican with big political dreams. If I had a Twitter, I would be telling half his bosses and constitutes fuck them and their racist grandmothers every few days. Call, FaceTime, Zoom, visit, I suggest. Ever has been gone since her implosion with Renner called when Renner called her Callahan's called her Callahan's bastard. Oh, okay. Ever has been gone since her implosion when Renner called her Callahan's bastard. I don't get him. I don't get how we can hate her simply for having my same auburn hair and her parents' white skin. Beyond that, she doesn't even look like her father. And even if she did, our big sister loves us. Or she did. The thought deepening my pout. See, again. Feels like an afterthought. Take that afterthought. Throw it in trash. You could have placed that um, by saying before, like when it has ever has been gone. Um, as I lost myself to my thoughts and my pout deepened, I was reminded of the time ever um, had imploded when Renner had when Renner had called her Callahan's bastard. So like that would kind of like still add that afterthought, take it out of the garbage, unfold it, unwrinkle it, smooth it out, you know, but place it somewhere where it's more useful. It doesn't seem like an afterthought. It feels more like it belongs. So maybe I alive. Maybe afterthoughts are not useless, but they don't belong as afterthoughts. They belong somewhere in the middle or in the beginning. Okay, moving forward. Paige stands lean over and kiss the edges of my lips until I smile and kiss him back. Check your email. He says you're taking a seat. I don't know if you guys just heard that, but there's a cat down here, and she's being a weirdo. July 17th, midnight on the dot. Greetings from a world away. I'm sorry I haven't been in touch, but you know how it is. I met someone too soon to gush, but we're going to spend the next few months off the grid getting to know each other, if you know what I mean. I'm thinking… Bali. Before I pull a San Diego, I need to wish a very, very extremely happy birthday to my best friend in the entire world. My sister, my other half, the moon to my sun. I am so sorry I won't be there to celebrate with you, but there are no words to express how much I love you. Happy birthday, Rue. XOXO, ever. Her words bring a smile to my face, holding out my pinky to admire the sun tattoo I got as part of our mismatching set, skin marking my love language. So, I was right. Gage reaches over to pick these gross-ass vegetables from my plate. I would say Gage asked as he reached over to pick the gross-ass vegetables from my plate. I feel like this one sounds a little smoother, makes it more present tense. That's just a little... You know? We both know I will never say those words. I return my phone to my purse and enjoy the rest of our date. So, before you have her say that, maybe have her giggle a little bit, like, you know, like, um, I know he did again in his egotistical nature, I giggled a little bit, I don't know, guys, it's like 2.52am, but you get my, my, my gist, you know, kind of add something a little bit more detail, like, did she laugh at that? Did she mock him a little bit? Did she find a test towards the comment? Because, I mean, like, I'm a very stubborn and prideful person. So, when someone's like, it was her eight, wasn't it? I'm like, bitch, shut the fuck up. Like, yes, but, but fuck off. Like, you know what I mean? So, like, I don't know. I relate a lot to this character. She reminds me a lot of myself. So, <laughs> um, yeah. Um, here we go. When we return to Athens, I pretend to be surprised when we walk the door. We have a moment alone. Gage pulls me to the side in the hall and asks, How did you know? Come on, baby. You can't hide anything from me. I lean up for a kiss before walking away. Rue, he calls after a few steps, his voice laced with anxiety, but I'm not sure why. I still love it. I smile, wondering if maybe I should have let him have this one. I love you, he replies. Always. I want you to remember that. (laughs) Okay. I reply, walking up to speak to my friends. During a lantern-lit dinner by, by the lake, Gage chokes up mid-speech before he calls me his wife, his best friend, the love of his life. And I don't know which title I covet more. His friend Franklin teases him for it, but that's only because he's a cynic. I was two once. Now I'm crying tears of joy. Fuck, I hate crying. Especially in front of people. I used to do it as much as a kid until one day I just went numb. Being with Gage helped me feel again. <sighs> I stand on the tips of my toes and use my thumbs to wipe his eyes before leaning up for a kiss. Burying my face in Gage's chest, embarrasses our guests make collective awes. All but my best friend. All but my best friend, Aesthesia, who jokingly gags. I don't blame her. A few years ago, I would have hated couples like us, but now I just wish everyone could have half what we have. And then there's another chapter break, and it says two days later. Also, I before I read the last of this, I have a sneaking suspicion that the guy that the sister was talking about might possibly be gage and he's like i just want you to know that i love you like because i think he's gonna leave her and he'll be like i love you but i just can't be with you because i'm not in love with you i'm in love with her but i love you you know he's gonna pull an usher it's raining I can hear the water tapping against the window as I take a deep breath, reaching out for gauge. My brows knit into a frown when I feel the space beside me. It's Sunday. We always sleep in on Sundays. Sitting up to seats a little after two on the digital clock in his nightstand, the house is quiet. I guess he took Luna out for me. Thank God. Shit and rain. Things I'm not fans of. I'm not a fan of. I wash my face and brush my teeth before heading down to the kitchen to regulate lunch walking past her big red round table when I noticed a stack of papers with a sticky note on top. It's probably work. Gage is slowly inter- integrating into the private sector in Albany. I don't know what that means beyond the, that, beyond, I don't know what that means beyond he doesn't have to leave anymore. My husband is not allowed to talk about his job. I walk past the papers thinking maybe Gage forgot to put them away when I remember. He doesn't forget anything. Gage is anal with an in- eidetic memory. If it's important, he remembers everything down to the speck of dust in the corner. Fixing my coffee, as I had the paper. Maybe he wants to see them. Maybe he wants me to see them. Gage and I talk about everything but work. What if this is his way of giving me a peek beyond the veil without the risk of a court martial? Biting my lip, I make my way back to the table. Confused, when I see the note as addressed to me. Three strange words I read over and over again till they became meaningless. Rue, I'm sorry. And that is the end of the prologue. So I didn't get to have my answer answered, but I am intrigued. Um, okay, so now we are going to talk about what we just read. Um, I don't know if you guys noticed, but I tried to be a little less interruptive while I was reading because that is something I'm working on. <laughs> um, overall. On a scale of 1 to 10, I would give this an an 8.5 to a 9. Um, I do think that it is a little jumpy. Sometimes it does kind of like lose itself with the past tense and the present tense and I do think in some areas it does need a little bit more details just to kind of make the flow of it a little bit easier for the reader. Um, But overall I think it's very intriguing. I think that it sets a really nice tone Um, and I definitely personally am interested to know what the hell this guy's sorry over though I, I have a pretty good idea I think I think I like to think of myself as a detective <laughs> but um, I, I genuinely lo- really like this story. um I think that with just a little bit of editing it, it's gonna be a great one and you know I'm really looking forward to what the author uh, has in the future chapters. So I really hope you guys enjoyed this as much as I did. I really enjoyed being back and talking with you guys and doing a review and kind of going over things. Um, It's been fun. (laughs) And I will see you guys in the next one. Make sure you check out Anna Wernick on Inket. She is a really, really awesome person. She's a really special lady. So make sure you check her out. And I will see you guys very soon. Bye!